Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I need you to pay close attention to this message. It is not an ad. This is about Canada land and this is about you. You need to know that the news crisis is about to get a lot worse. You've heard about the layoffs. We're about to have news closures. And it's very likely that we're going to be seeing the defunding of the CBC. Where are you going to get your information from? What can you do about this? You can support Canada Land. We need you to. And so for this month and this month only, you can become a Canada Land supporter and get everything our supporters get for just $2 a month. That is an almost 80% discount. The clock is ticking on this. It disappears at the end of the month, and then we will not offer it. We need your support. We need to keep news coverage alive in Canada. Go right now to canadaland.com slash join. And thank you. This episode of Canada Land is brought to you by Douglas, a mattress that is trusted by more than 200,000 Canadians from coast to coast to coast. It's a great mattress at a very reasonable price point. Comes with a 20-year warranty. And a great deal for our listeners. Douglas is giving you a free sleep bundle with each mattress purchase. Get the sheets, pillows, mattress, and pillow protectors free with your Douglas purchase today. Visit douglas.ca slash CanadaLand to claim this offer. That is douglas.ca slash CanadaLand. It's weird. I'm in a weird position now, you know? Yeah. Everyone tells me that I'm in a great position to work somewhere else. What is that? I don't know. Bunch of journalists lost their jobs last week at both of Canada's national newspapers. Just keeps happening. At the Globe and Mail, 18 positions are being eliminated. We don't know exactly who these people are yet. Buyouts are being offered. At the National Post, six editorial positions were eliminated. One of them belonged to the National Post's social media editor, Jeremy Barker. He got the axe last week, and I'm going to talk to him about it in a minute. This episode is brought to you by the Center for Addiction and Mental Health, CAMH. We hear a lot about the opioid crisis. We talk a lot about the mental health crisis. These are serious problems. These problems affect us all. They've affected my life and my community. They're not intractable problems. I don't know what's going to solve them on a policy level, but day-to-day helping people, that's what CAMH does. They do it on the ground when people need help, and they do it through research. 
The team at CAMH gave our team a tour of their facilities, and we were really just blown away by the incredible, heroic work that they're doing every day. They treat everyone with dignity, and their research is seeking and finding real solutions for everyone around the world. Help change mental health care forever. Your support will help CAMH build a future where no one is left behind. Donate at camh.ca slash CanadaLand to help CAMH treat addiction and build hope. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, it's amazing the things that we tell ourselves to talk ourselves out of getting help. Anybody who's actually gotten help knows that the process of getting things off your chest, of taking your stressors, your problems, and just like not letting them be bottled up, working through just conveying them to somebody, half of the battle is just doing that. You unburden yourself. And you know what? If you have a real mental health professional, no, they don't have magic bullets or magic words that make it all go away. But often they can help you see things a little bit differently and guide you to strategies or tools or to a new perspective that actually does help. As the largest online therapy provider in the world, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Because you listen to this podcast, you get 10% off of your first month at betterhelp.com slash CanadaLand. That's betterhelp.com slash CanadaLand. More and more of us work for ourselves. If you are a member of this growing sector of the self-employed, freelancers, contractors, small businesses, startups, entrepreneurs, use FreshBooks. FreshBooks.com is the sponsor of this show. They make the world's best cloud accounting software. This is how you bill your clients. It's what I use. It's made my life easier. Check it out. FreshBooks.com. I'm sorry you got laid off, man. It happens. Yeah. I mean, it's not the first time. I mean, it's like I work in media, so everyone has their stories. It seems everyone's, you know, been laid off somewhere. Some media company goes, and then you go back to them. You know, it's like we're gluttons for punishment, right? Yeah. We always think, no, no, this will be the one that'll work, and this will be the one where I'll stay. And, I mean, this is my second time from post-media. I was at Dose for uh, half of its run. Yeah. I was there for the the full purge. It was my connection to them that got me back at the post again, you know, uh, a year later. Yeah. It's a small industry. I, I, I've, been, I've been hired and laid off from the same place twice. I've been... Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's, there's not even a um, a stigma to it. It's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, you got laid off, find another job. So, I mean, I didn't see it coming. Yeah. But I, I, I'm not shocked. I'm not despondent. It still sucks. It absolutely uh, does. Like it's, a, I just remember it as like one of the shittiest feelings. Like it's up there with breakups, and you know, you just sort of left. Uh, you know, from my experience, questioning everything because you know you get a line, and and of course they're like, it's not like you need convincing that this is a bloodbath of a shitty time, and yeah, there's yeah. all and people, wonderful people who do wonderful work are getting laid off left, right, and center. But I was always like, well. Was that was that a line I was being fed? I mean, they could have they could have laid off any number of people, but why did I yeah, get yeah. it? Did I do something? And it's uh, anyhow. I don't mean to. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's the moment. This is you know, yeah. this is the thing. And I think, I think it was that it was the position that I was in that 
probably got the reaction that that it did. You know, I got a nice outpouring of support on Twitter. and You got an avalanche of support. I absolutely I, I, did. It took me a long time and just trying to figure out who you are and what you're all about. I'm like, oh, can we just get through the, the so thank I yous? I go back to, I know, I, I felt, you know, it's like being a guy who's being a social media editor, I figure if there was ever a time that you make sure you respond to every single person, this is the one. I think you were savvy, though, because whenever word of layoffs arises, I think the first reaction people have is, oh, shit. And then the next reaction is, who got it? Yeah. And because I think some people do feel stigmatized by it, they lay low. Mm -hmm. And you put up your hand. Yeah. And you said, No, I I thought, I'm going to own it. Yeah. You want to hear about it? You you might as well hear it right from me. You know, I'm happy to come here and talk to you today. on that day, I wasn't ready. Yeah, you know, I was yeah. like, I'm going to tweet, and if you want to use that, uh, and the started, you know, go ahead. But that's what I that's what I have to say, and I, I'm not ready to sort of talk more about it. And uh, I actually didn't have a phone at that time because I had to leave my phone on my desk. It was like, leave right. your laptop, leave your phone, oh, just shit. walk it, away. Right? It was one of those, like, you get the word and you just got to go. I was gone. That is so brutal. And a lawyer once explained to me why human resource departments enforce that policy. But it just seems like you work at a place for years, you get to know everybody, you got all your stuff there, and you just get the surprising notice that you're gone, leave all your stuff, yeah. get up, they, out the door. They at and, least and, let me like go and pick it up myself. And yeah. They gave me the option. They said, if you don't want to go and do that. Were you allowed back online in there? No. I mean, that's the main thing is they I don't want you. I was like, they... they Shut it off. They don't want angry people stealing company secrets or deleting Twitter accounts. Or or... having the keys to every single social media account that the Post had, which I did. Yeah. I was the guy who knew all these things. So, you know, they were able to sign me out of some things, but I'm still friends with people. So, uh, you know, later that night, I got some messages saying, could you pass along the the passwords for, you know, a few of these other sites? Like, I had to sign myself out of them. I had to remove myself as admin afterwards. Yeah. I'm not a bitter, angry person and... You know, doing something stupid right then would would be foolish on my No, part. but as a matter of policy, they treat everybody as if they're a bitter, angry, stupid person, yeah. which is really, like, shitty. Yeah. Like, it could have transitioned easier. Yeah. It could have been like, look, someone's got – like, I can't just sign out of this account. If I do, it will shut down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> someone needs to take on ownership of this, and I, I have to log someone else in. I have to – I still have the granting privileges. Right, right. Yeah. Having treated you like, you know, a pos- possibly like uh, a, a toxic – Then yeah, they have to be like, hey, uh, <laughs> just wondering if you can help us out with something else. You, know, yeah. <laughs> you should invoice them. Yeah, that's right. That took me some time, you know. <laughs> um, your position was social media editor. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about that position. We, this is one of those things you hear the phrase a lot like, oh, so many people work in jobs that didn't exist 10 years ago. And this is a job that didn't exist 10 years ago and might not exist 10 years from now. Yeah, it is quite possible. I mean, the interesting thing was, you know, I was one of the homepage editors. I got there, it's been seven years. And so social media really sort of built up for media during that time like we were signing up for our twitter accounts on our own like what's this twitter thing should mm-hmm. we have a twitter account yeah we should get that and it's like oh do you think that'll work for for the post should we get a post twitter account yeah which we did and should we have the post signed up to facebook it's like i don't know that's weird isn't that a personal thing why would media want to be on facebook yeah and it's like well why don't we get one anyways and we'll we'll try it out and we'll see how it works and of course they've both been wildly successful and as that built it was everyone's job so we were doing that 
And I just took more of an interest to the point where I said, you know, I'd like to just focus on this. Oh, so you suggested the, the position itself to them? Yes. But this is a job that exists in many, many, many news organizations mm-hmm. now. Well, there's always been sort of an argument that, like, well, isn't social media everybody's job? And to a level it is. I mean, certainly, like, if you're a reporter, you should be on your own Twitter account and uh, and focusing on that. But when you're the, the producers of the site, there is enough social media that there was enough work to yeah. have someone who would spend their whole time on it. Now, they'll just have to spread that out, you know, and it'll be everyone who remains doing a little bit more. Because they eliminated the position uh, yeah. itself. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. This was hotly debated online through, you know, in a different, a few different forums recently with people saying, oh, you know, social media editor, that's a dead, that's dead. But if you're BuzzFeed and your employees are all 25 digital natives who are all incredibly interested in having as big a Twitter following as possible and incredibly mm-hmm. interested in having as many views of their pieces as possible. You know, maybe it's, it's, it's true that that is a distributed task and you don't need a dedicated uh, worker for that. But if you're talking about the National Post, my guess is there are still, amongst a lot of crusty older journalists in Canada, this stubborn refusal <laughs> – <laughs> to use this stuff, even though these are the prime drivers of traffic, and every I think it's indisputed at this point that if there if there's a future for Canadian newspapers, yeah. it's online. Mm-hmm. So having somebody just to shepherd some of the old folk and make sure that it's just understood that that's part of the job is that everybody has to engage. That is not something you can just take for granted. I would imagine yet. Yeah, the pickup has been. Very good in, our, yeah, in the newsroom. There were holdouts. Uh, there were people who have come on in the past year or so and done really well, and I thought they would. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but there are still some holdouts, and I don't think there's ever going to be a 100% take-up on there. Christy Blatchford's never going to go on Twitter, or at least not you know, in a public-facing way. She's just not. It's not going to happen. Maybe maybe it doesn't matter if she's on. You <laughs> yeah. know? I don't know. It's she like, knows what's waiting for her as well. It's, yeah. But, I mean, I've seen her, her argue, right? Like, it's not like she's some, you know, wilting flower. It's I mean, true. She, she likes to scrap. Yeah. yeah, you know, I think of another person who, and, and you know, enrages people online is Barbara Kay. And yeah. Bar- and, and she she got a Twitter account. Yeah. And she fights back. Yeah, it's like I know she pisses like people off like crazy, and but she would be like, "Here I am, say it to me, I'll I'll respond back to you." So, you know, I don't I don't think there's necessarily I you know that that fear of the technology. I mean, a lot of people have come on like, you know, and and I'm I'm picking the real like sort of more hot buttony kind of names, but like Terry Corcoran, mm-hmm. he's really active on mm-hmm. on on Twitter, you know, and he will argue with you and he will fight back too. And, yeah. uh, and oddly enough, he'll tell you about how much he likes Katy Perry. Yeah. How else would we have, how else would we have ever known? You how know? would we have known about yeah, Terrence so, Corcoran's crush on Katy Perry? Uh, so a lot of the newsrooms come on, but you know, there was always some, I think that's individual responsibility. I think when you're talking about the main accounts though, as well, like how do you get things out onto the national post account or the financial post account, you know, who's programming it onto Facebook, onto Tumblr, onto Pinterest, onto Foursquare, onto YouTube to reach an audience that isn't necessarily coming to your site. Yeah. On the other hand, I think, you know, if cuts are coming down to the point where, they're having to choose, and, and, and I think I look at it as like I wasn't directly creating new content. I was amplifying content. 
that was being created at the post. And if you have to decide to cut the amplifier or the voice that you're amplifying, then I guess maybe I'm, you know, my kind of position is a more logical choice. So maybe they, you know, but that, but they're getting so close to the bone now that you're you're starting to make choices like that. Well, I think it's very uh, generous of you to argue that there might have been a, a case for getting rid of you. I'm going to argue that that that's ludicrous. <laughs> I mean, you probably uh, live in stats and can tell me a lot more about the stats uh, than I could say offhand. But I have to imagine that a very significant amount of total traffic is generated through social. There's a good amount. I, I would say you could have. I mean, it varies, right? But you could have up to 20% coming in from social. Okay, so let's think about that. So 20% of the traffic comes from social and 80% from everything else. And, and then you've got the print edition. And so to get eyeballs on the print edition, you know, let's just talk about that. There's a marketing budget mm-hmm. to get eyeballs and, and to get people subscribing. And you, you have a subscription product that you're offering online as well. I don't know how many people and how many ad dollars are dedicated towards promoting the content that exists in the print edition, mm-hmm. let alone the physical costs of distribution and the paper and the boxes and everything that has to do with that entire process. But I think we're probably talking about millions of dollars. It is understood that, you know, you've got your content and that's great. And then getting it an audience is, a, is another job mm-hmm. and, and, and requires resources. To have one position dedicated towards the social media side of that when it represents 20% of the traffic and then to eliminate that role seems to me to be madness. <laughs> Whatever hope uh, for a future that the newspaper has, you, it's a head scratcher to turf a job like that. And then, but, well, then what do you want to be in five years? What do you want to, like, how is, how is it going to happen? How are you going to survive? Yeah. Well, I mean, but I also look, you know, it's like I can make that argument. But then I also know that we had two people from our photo department go and someone from the comment section and well, that's a long time yeah. sports editor, right? Like, so it wasn't like they went, you know what? We don't need this job. They went, we don't need or don't need. We can't afford. I don't know what the decision yeah. was. No one ever tells you, right? But uh, it wasn't it wasn't focused on, on my position. I was one of several people yeah. who – who left on Monday. Yeah, it's a false conversation if we're saying, well, they could have taken from actual content generators as opposed to content amplifiers. They cut both. Yeah. You know, which uh, yeah, it makes me question what the strategy for survival is here. Like, like if you're a, a burger shop and you're struggling, would the answer be to make the burgers much smaller, charge the same for them, and uh, stop advertising them? Yeah, I, I, I don't know if they've got some old balance sitting there and they just keep taking pieces off and hoping it'll balance up against whatever giant debt load there is and, and maybe this will all of a sudden work out. And I don't know. I, yeah. don't, I don't think anyone knows. You know, they don't know. I mean, it's like, as I say, it, like, it didn't shock me. It's not like I don't know what the industry's going through. But but you, you can get rid of a social media editor and leave it to every content producer there to, to – Sure, and to, I'm still seeing – you know, the, those things are still being updated. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, it's still happening. Yeah, you so, can get – you know, like you can distribute all those tasks and you can, you can make each person responsible for their own content. And you can remove photographers and put in stock photography. And you can play this game of what is the lowest – some and the fewest number of hands that can put out a paper every day, mm-hmm. but that seems like a race to the bottom. That I can't disagree. If you just agree, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're if people are showing less and less interest in your product and and you're degrading the product, it's yeah. it's uh, it's like a suicide mission. I, I yeah, I think it's. I don't think anyone knows. I mean, this they are so they keep like well. 
maybe maybe this is going to be the thing yeah. that gets us through here. And uh, with the paywall, was sure. that the uh, yeah. yeah? Maybe paywall, right? We're all like swimming around and money like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> All right, ours is not to wonder why. We don't know what the, what the masters in these organizations. Yeah, think. I mean, if I had, you know, if I knew how to save it, you yeah, know, I I would uh, probably have mentioned it by now. So. Can we play that game? Uh, I mean, not knowing what what their strategy is and not knowing w- what their machinations are all about and what that balance is, let's pretend that the National Post is our struggling news organ, and we see it as our responsibility to make sure that this thing exists. Um, what would you do? Uh, yeah, I, I really, I'm, I'm at a loss. I mean, I got, I got a tweet from a Humber journalism student saying, you know, oh, in light of your, uh, of your layoff and, and everything that's happening, you know, what advice would you give to, uh, to us students who want to come into the industry? And it's like, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. And now I'm at this spot where I'm like, do I return to it? Do I try and find another kick at the can in, right. in, in newspapers or or do I go off somewhere else and uh, turn my skills to brands and other people who who want to use these tools to reach out to people because we're, maybe that's that's just you know where we have to go or you know now we're not the we're not the gatekeepers anymore because yeah. nobody nobody requires that I mean that's where I think papers that's where their money was we were the only business in town. You know, we were the only game and everyone came to us and that's where all the advertising went and therefore we were able to to do what we do. But now you don't have to buy yeah. an ad with us. And so even if you don't want it in the newspaper, so say you want to put it on nationalpost.com or theglobemail.com, well, as an advertiser, why don't you go to why don't you go to BuzzFeed or why don't you go to someone who aggregates ads and they go, oh, well, we want to sell to 30 to 35 year old women who are interested in gardening. And there's someone who is, you know, got their own site that they, they write mm-hmm. up about that and you can place an ad on them through somebody. Or Facebook slices and dices based on interests. And, and, and rather than buying a, a page or some space on a site or a page of advertising in a newspaper, you're buying just like the, the eyeballs of a specific demographic exactly, distributed through right. thousands of websites. Yeah, because I found one day uh, I was following through some crazy post commenter who was like writing some obscure uh, conspiracy theory on one of our Facebook pages. And I thought, well, I wonder what he's talking about. So I'm going to go find that out. That led me down some strange conspiracy site. And on their banner ad was uh, an RBC ad. Yeah. And I'm thinking there's no way that anyone from RBC knows that they're on this site. They would have freaked out if they found out they're on this site. But the cookie followed me and it went, oh, we want to advertise to Jeremy Barker. This is what has driven online display advertising down, 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 because mm-hmm. rather than just competing, it's not about National Post versus BuzzFeed. It's about the National Post versus every participating Absolutely. website that just can throw up Google AdWords. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So you're thinking about advertising and marketing. Well, maybe. I don't know. The dark side. So I'm told. <laughs> Dark side with money. There's a future. The dark, the dark side has a future. <laughs> <laughs> they appear to. So I don't know. I mean, I mean, I, it's it's interesting because on Monday I wasn't 
thinking about any sort of particular long-term future and you know here i am today and it's like okay i don't know what else what else can i do i hear your dilemma is like maybe you can find another mainstream media job but then it's just is is it just a countdown to this happening again yeah and i i can't not think that yeah you know how you know it's like okay well we're interested in doing this right now but Will you survive? I still don't understand why one of our papers doesn't just stop throwing good money after bad, get out of print entirely, and just become a digital-only publication. I mean, isn't that the only hope for reform? I think you could. I mean, I think you could. And I've always thought, I mean, it's like we've got four dailies in the uh, in the city. And I thought, like, I don't know if the, if the sun would ever do that. I, I'm almost surprised they didn't just, you know, why did they make 24? Why didn't they just make the sun free? Yeah. And, you know, like you're the commuter daily. So own that. You know, that's your thing. People still, you know. That's one of the last places for print. still want to hold the paper, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, you get on the subway and the streetcar and people are still holding the paper. Till we know? get wireless uh, underground. Yeah. You know? It's like St. George and uh, and Bloor ain't going to do it, right? Yeah. yeah. So Subways are for, for print what cars are for radio. Yeah, we're going to get more radio. subways, right? Yeah. That's all we hear. More subways <laughs> are coming. It must be true. <laughs> wow. If Rob Ford saved print. That's right. Rob Ford is going to save print. Yeah. See, whereas, you know, the Globe's never going to go digital only I and mean, they've got such you know when you're talking about your legacy and you know and putting you know dates in of from like 18 something you know it's like they've got too much history i don't i don't think they could go that way and that's maybe not the audience they're chasing the star i think's got that same history right they they want um you know there's a, a legacy uh behind them of uh, of of who they are and how they got established whereas i thought like the post yeah. the post was the one place that had that chance because it's 13 years old it has never felt bound by any like well that's not the way the post does it i mean my time there was like the way the post does it is whatever way works right yeah and it's and young it's scrappy it's got a lot of young people who know this stuff there yeah i thought that could be the place i thought that maybe maybe that was eventually where it was going to go yeah and it was interesting to stay there because you knew what the industry was like but it was kind of fun to to ride it out you know let's see how it goes you know and my foolish thinking thinking well i'm doing social media for the digital side of the national post this is like if i've got a chair on the titanic it's really high up that's there. right yeah <laughs> i mean if you're if you got to work in a newspaper working in, in social media and digital seems like a safe place but sure let's did. let's talk about that though <laughs> do you think that you were in a digital ghetto because I, I have noticed this trend in organization after organization where Digital can seem like such a wonderful place to be. A, it's one of the only places where younger people can get a leg up, and you can move, you can get a foot in the door, and you can move up quicker because it's not totally dominated by people who, refu- who have been there forever and refuse to leave. Mm-hmm. They don't understand the stuff. These are new sections, new departments, new jobs, and uh, so A, you can get in there, and B, everybody knows that this is where things are going. And yet, I have yet to see a Canadian news organization that treats digital like it's the future. It always feels like the ugly bastard stepchild where it's almost like, well, we have a digital department because what are you going to do? Not have a digital department? (laughs) You know, we're going to have a website uh, because what are you going to do? Not have a website? But it's never digital first and it's the first to go. I think it probably started that way there. When I first began, it did feel like, you know, yeah, that's digital. That's over there. But it changed. I don't think it's uh, an aside now. Like I think you know there is. They know. You know. Um, Somebody they, got that. Somebody yeah. got it, figured out. It's got like it. the head of digital for us reports to the EIC. 
he's not you know down below you know it's you're right up there in yeah. the, in the in the chain but you know ultimately you're right the, the the whole structure is still built around producing a newspaper a newspaper that gets published you know at yeah. the uh, end of the day and, and and sent out and distributed the next day mm-hmm. do you think it's a coincidence that the globe cuts and the post cuts were announced like within the same hour yeah i hope so that'd be some weird kind of collusion i it really hit home with me my wife works at the globe oh, okay so I showed up home early. Uh-huh. And I was like, what are you doing home? It's like, I'm done work. It's like, oh, what do you mean by that? It's like, it means exactly what you think. Right. Okay. So we start talking for a few minutes. She says, I have to get on. A, she was working from home that day. And I said, uh, I have to get on a conference call. It's like, uh. Uh-huh. The town <laughs> not ha- both of us. Not the same day. Okay. She was on the town hall meeting conference call. Yeah. And she's okay? Yeah, she's okay. You're like, man, what are we both doing working in media? Yeah. <laughs> Roll in the dice. But so many of us do that. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? Because of kindred spirits. Yeah. There's just so much uncertainty as to what's next, you know, on a personal level. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling that too. And on an industry level. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope it survives. Uh, like, I, it was a fun place to work at. I liked it. Yeah. I've not necessarily subscribed to the voice uh, of the post, but I understand that that voice has a right to exist as much as uh, as, as any other, right? <laughs> okay, how many posties are not conservative? I get the feeling this is a whole newspaper run by people who don't agree with the politics of the newspaper itself. There's a lot of people at the post who live in Riverdale. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I think the 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 heart of the that sort of conservative side of paper, you know, what's uh what's left of of Conrad's legacy, you know, resides in the comment section. Yeah. Uh, my feeling is we're now more we they uh it'll take a while to stop yeah, saying yeah. that uh that they are more of a libertarian paper now yeah. than a conservative paper you know more uh personal rights and freedoms yeah uh, than than just hard hard right you know yeah. philosophy or partisan conservative yeah. Law. yeah and so it's always funny when i would say read um an Andrew Coyne column, and he would be called both, you know, uh, Trudeau, you know, lapdog, or, you know, next in line for a Senate seat from Stephen Harper over the same piece. Yeah. But in reality, uh, Coyne has been incredibly critical and uh, uh, than most when it comes to Harper, and, and especially when it comes to scandals and, and the tight leash on Absolutely. information. John Kay seems to lean very hard, like personal liberty, kind of mm, yeah. libertarian and side. I think the case is, like, Right now, that's who's in power. That's who the government is. And if there's scandals to that, they, you know, no one's turning a blind eye to it. Yeah. They will say it's like this is what they're doing wrong. I mean, if anything, Andrew says it's like they're not conservative anymore. Yeah. If you had to put your finger on what the establishment newspaper is in Canada and, and what the voice box of conservatism in terms of conserving the way things are, it's firmly the Globe and Mail. Yeah. You know, I feel like the migration of journalists to marketing and PR is uh, already well established, and that, that's that's where a lot of people are jumping. I, I wonder about it. This is it's, it's it's a topic for another episode. But I wonder if you know all these brands that are making their own content and feel like they can just completely sidestep all the papers. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're not banking on a gimmick. It, it works I mean, for a little while, but can you? The Fords believe it to be true, right? You give them the microphone, and they're they're talking. They're talking over you. The Fords are some of the most famous people in the world at this particular moment. 
if you're, you know, a brand of chewing gum, all these brands that are hiring up all these journalists are going to need to piggyback something that sustainably gets people's attention. Mm-hmm. That might not be a newspaper anymore, but it's it's going to be something and it's not going to be them. Like like McDonald's.com or whatever is not going to have a daily sustained audience. But they seem – I mean I, I think that's – they're going to try that. Yeah. I think that's what's coming around right now. Everyone's going to try to do the Old Spice campaign, and everyone's going to try to have wonderful killer content, and everyone's going to succeed once a year. And while this gimmick runs its course, the news is is getting gutted. Yeah. As far you know, as I can see historically, it was, there was lots of advertising money, and that paid for – the journalism, you know, yeah. not like not in a like, hey, we're going to pay for this journalism, but no. like it afforded the journalism to exist. No yeah. one has ever had to pay for it. It's the car ads in the wheel section that pays for the correspondent in Egypt. And, yeah. You know, yeah. And now now you're like, OK, here you go, everybody. You want this news. We all say we want the news. Sure. Of course we want the news. So how much are you willing to pay for it? And you're like, whoa. Look, I'm with you. I think that it, this is uh, content of, of value. If you can convince every single reporter in the world to not give out their stuff for free, <laughs> then let's put up paywalls and let people decide who they want to pay for yeah. their news. But as long as there's one source out there yeah, right. giving it away. Yeah, paywalls will really only truly work uh, if you're a monopoly or yeah. you're somewhere like or, – or you're so unique yeah. that you're like – Okay, I will pay for that. Trade news does well with that, you know? Sure. And and people, you know, it's like I'm so tired of seeing people point, you know, it's like, oh, well, look at what the New York Times can do. And it's like, why don't you do that too? It's like, come on. <laughs> like that's like not an accurate, dis- you know, but that, but that, that comparable is, description. But that is the gamble that every single one of these newspapers is making that's put up a paywall. Like, if the New York Times, if that was their salvation, which it might not be, yeah. then, uh, <laughs> then, then maybe it'll work for us too. But like – they're kidding themselves. I mean, that's a crazy idea. Yeah. The Toronto Sun is not the New York Times. No. That was last year's thing, right? Yeah. Let's try that. And I mean, they're keeping them. They don't seem to be tearing them down at the moment, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you strip a building for its copper wire, it does make money. <laughs> you know? Look, you, you've been hearing it a lot, but uh, you're, you're going to hear it one more time. Good luck. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, that's the show. I hope it didn't bum you out too much. You can email me at jesse at jessebrown.ca. I'm on Twitter at jessebrown. The show has a website. It's at canadalandshow.com. I make this show with help from Tanara Yelland, and there will be another episode up on Monday. If you like Canada Land, tell a friend. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.